tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. forever this god this god is too good hallelujah when we love him and we thank him there is a cause to give him thanks the third thing we see about genuine gratitude is that it is visible it is visible when you see somebody you love even without words everyone will know that you love them it is visible. Your smile, the embrace, the reaction shows that you are excited about seeing the person. Bible says when he finally found Jesus, he fell on his face before him. The Bible is very expressive in its choice of language. It doesn't say he knelt down and gently lay down. It doesn't even say he lay down in his presence. It says he fell. A fall is a fall. And then he said he fell on his face before him, giving thanks. When you visibly demonstrate your love for God, when in all your second degree and all your promotion and all your power and all your glory, with a TV camera on you, you lift up your hands and still say, my God, how wonderful you are. And you kneel down mindless of the fact that there are people watching you or you fall on your face before him. And people are saying, what is this? It's like the woman who said, you know what? I am a sinner, disregarded by society. And so I will wash his feet with my tears. And then wipe them with my hair and kiss his feet because this God is too good. The one who does not know your story cannot understand your thankfulness. The one who doesn't know where God took you from will not understand why you are expressing it so visibly. But true gratitude is visible. But the beautiful thing about this, friends, is that it is a manifestation of the will of God. First Thessalonians 5.18, which we read, says, In all things, give thanks for, because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We will thank him in the morning. We will thank him in the afternoon. We will thank him in the evening. We will thank him at night and tomorrow when we wake up we will thank him again for the remaining days of this year we will thank him and we will cross over thanking him and we will enter next year thanking him again what shall i render to my god for all his mercies towards me oh we will thank him it is an expression of the will of God. Christ was expecting them to come back with thanksgiving. That is why when he saw him, I personally believe that he found him at the same place where the miracle occurred. He was waiting. When he came looking for the Lord, he found him standing at the same place. And when he finished expressing his thankfulness by choice, audibly, and visibly, the Lord asked only one question. Where are the nine? Have they forgotten where they were picked from? Have they forgotten how bad things were? What are they going to do that is more important than returning to give thanks? Is it possible that in the past month, God has showered his blessings on so many people 
and only one out of ten is here to say thank you if you are that one out of ten just weave a right hand and say thank you Lord say thank you Lord express it audibly express it visibly he's worthy of our thanks he alone is worthy and when we thank him we do it extravagantly without apology because this God is too good hallelujah what kind of power is released when you are grateful what happens when we are grateful when you lift up your hand in the morning and say thank you Lord what happens when you come into the presence of God and you are thankful in that hymn in that song what happens number one you take on God's divine nature gratitude is the express nature of God himself in the book of Genesis Bible says that when God created the heavens and the earth every element that God created he himself looked at it and said this is good that is the nature of God expression recognition regard appreciation gratitude is a divine nature the second thing is that it reminds us that God is our source when we thank God we remind ourselves that every blessing that we have it came from him he may use different channels but he's the original source James 1 17 captures this very beautifully James 1 17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning that blessing came from him that partner came from him that financial breakthrough came from him the gift you have it came from him from him the business you have it came from him the opportunity to wake up every day it came from him every blessing every good friends your deliverance from that accident not too long ago was not because the driver had reflexes it was the angel of the Lord every blessing when we are grateful we are reminding ourselves that that blessing came from him and by his mighty hand the third reason why we thank him is to shift our focus from our challenges our troubles our inadequacies and to focus on him it is a reminder that while things may not look perfect there's so much to thank him for it is possible to sometimes focus on what is not working in our lives for so long that we forget that there's so much more that is going well for us there is so much you can thank God for if you will lift up your eyes above the trouble in your life you will see so much that God has done and so when we thank God we are saying yes there may be challenges but our attention is not on our problems but instead on your many blessings I read a story of a pastor who went to a remote island some 22 years ago on a mission and while leading worship at the crusade in a leper colony close to the end of the service there was time for one more song and so he said he would leave that song to anyone with a request and according to the story there was a woman in the corner who had turned her face from the pulpit throughout the service and so when he asked for one song the woman turned round and when the pastor saw her face it was the most scary sight of his life her facial features had all been consumed she had no fingers she had nothing to use 
but she lifted up her fingerless hand and said can we sing count your blessings the pastor cried here you are complaining about something that is so trivial and yet somebody with nothing wants to count her blessings name them one by one so that it will surprise her what the Lord has done is there somebody with a blessing in this service today is there somebody who wants to count your blessings count your advantages and say in spite of your problems there is something to thank God for when you begin to count them it will surprise you what the Lord has done so much is working in your life my friend so much is working and even for the things that are not working he's working behind the scenes for all things to work together for your good count your blessings turn to your neighbor tell them count your blessings tell them there's no excuse just count them name them one by one and it will surprise you it will surprise you it will surprise you what the Lord has done for you somebody put your hands together the fourth thing that happens when we thank God is that it takes away negativity negativity it is impossible to be thankful and at the same time be filled with anger envy offense bitterness and hatred and jealousy it is impossible the moment you begin to thank God all these negative emotions leave your life and so if somebody has hurt you so bad somebody has turned their back on you somebody has betrayed you and you are asking God for healing the easiest way to find it is to begin to thank God hallelujah the fifth blessing of thankfulness is that it puts the enemy to flight the enemy does not like coming around a place where Christ is thanked and honored when we lift up the name of the Lord the enemy stays away because thankfulness it's not something the enemy wants to come close to. The sixth blessing is that thanking God for yesterday's blessing qualifies you for today's blessing. When we thank God for what he has done yesterday, we are telling him that we appreciate it. And for that reason, we are ready for more blessings. Even us as humans, when somebody expresses appreciation audibly visibly by choice extravagantly you feel like doing something again because you like the appreciation that came with the blessing your appreciation for yesterday's blessing will qualify you for today's message hallelujah the final thing for today is that the peace of God will flood your life. When you appreciate God for his blessings, you live at peace. Many of us know Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 that says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. But verse 7 is very special. It says when you refuse to be worried and instead give thanks to God in everything, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ. Can I encourage somebody? For the rest of the days of this year, you will wake up in peace. You will go out in peace. You will come back in peace not because of anything but because as you thank him he will give you an assurance in your spirit that he's at work in your life every day every minute every hour and will perfect that which concerns you when you lift up his name the peace of God will flood your life so let's end this with a question 
if thankfulness is so powerful if it is so beneficial why do so many people fail to say thank you why are so many people ungrateful you say why do I say so many Bible says 9 out of 10 went away so biblical statistics says 90% of people are potentially ungrateful why ask somebody why ask the person but why why don't people say thank you why don't people appreciate God's blessings number one there is sometimes a sense of entitlement a sense of entitlement sometimes people behave as if the act of kindness is only a payment of what is due them that you owe them so in in doing the kindness you have paid them they act like shareholders who deserve the blessing and the gift have you ever done kindness to somebody and heard later that they said either behind your back or if you are not lucky right in your face that is that all you could give me sometimes even the beggar by the roadside you give them money and they say couldn't you have done more the first reason why people are ungrateful is that they feel they are entitled to it that is why sometimes people who are afar off appreciate kindness more than people who are close Bible says the nine who were healed and did not say thank you were Jews this is a Jewish rabbi he's one of our own he has done his work he has a ministry he's healed us the one who did not qualify says where did I sleep last night that the mercy of God should reach me too so the person who feels disqualified who feels they don't deserve it is often the one who says thank you hallelujah the first reason why we don't say thank you is a sense of entitlement the second reason is that people sometimes take the credit they take the credit for the good things that happen to them people often choose to ascribe the things that happen to them to their efforts some believe it's because they are smart some ascribe scientific reasons for the progress in their lives others believe it's because of their wisdom and hard work if all these fail they will say it is luck anything but an admission that it is the grace of God Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 17 warns us against this kind of outlook on life Deuteronomy chapter 8 and the verse 17 says then you say in your heart my power and my might or the might of my hand have gained me this wealth it says when you are blessed beware lest you say in your mind or in your heart that my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth the next verse says but you will remember you will remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he might establish his covenant which is swore to your fathers as it is this day friends everything that is beautiful about us it came from him everything that is desirable about us it came from him if today we too can be called somebody's it is because he chose to take the nothing of this world and add his glory to it hallelujah we can't take the credit for who we are the third reason is that people who are blessed like the nine sometimes simply move on they move on I've gotten what I want 
and so I'm off. Some people receive or experience kindness, take it for granted, and just move on. They often have short memories and hardly stop to imagine what their lives would have been like without the blessing. They only return or remember the blessing when they need another blessing. A friend of mine told me a story about the most shocking experience he had had in his life. He says he hears a knock on his door one day and opens it to see a young man standing there and he says, do I know you from somewhere? He says, yes. Two years ago, I needed financial assistance and I came to you and you helped me. My friend said he stood back as I say he sugared himself waiting for the guy to say I have therefore returned to say thank you. The guy looked at him and said I need help again. <laughs> Two years later he's only back because he needs help again. That should not be our relationship with the Lord. It should be a love relationship in which we thank him every day. We love him every day. We connect with him every day. Even when we don't remember anything to say thank you for, we say it even more times. Because sometimes the best things that God does for you, you don't even see them. was a song several years ago that said if only your eyes could be opened to see what goes on and on around you you will lift your voice and say thank you Lord sometimes the greatest miracles are not even seen hallelujah the fourth the fourth reason why people don't praise God or thank God is because the incomplete testimony it's unappealing to them. They don't find the story of their lives appealing because it is still work in progress. And so, what is not working is the focus. And so they can't pause to say thank you to God for what is working. It's an uncompleted house. How can I say thank you to God for the progress so far? Even if it's, it's the foundation, let's still thank you. Even if it is the drawing, let's still thank him. In every area of our lives, there's a cause to thank him. The final point and the final reason why people fail to thank God is because they don't understand the dealings of God and the nuances of his grace. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, he sheds his glory on our way. But his way is not us. Our way. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. And so even when he's working all things together for our good, it doesn't look like that. How do you explain a man who has a dream of greatness and the next minute he's in a pit. The next time he's sold into slavery the next time after serving faithfully he's betrayed then the next time he's in the maximum security prison even there when he solves somebody's problem the person forgets him when you tell a person like that to thank God they will say for what but you and I know because of scriptures and because of hindsight that every step of the way for those 13 years it may have looked like he was going into more trouble but God was navigating him closer to the throne can I encourage somebody today the trouble that you think you face today is one more step closer to the glory God will work all things together for your good God will perfect that which concerns you and God will lift you to the place of promise today I want one commitment from all of us and it's a very simple commitment 
that we choose to be thankful to him that we choose to remember where he took us from that if nobody knows our story we know who we are and where we were and what he has delivered us from therefore without anybody's encouragement oh we will lift up our hands we will lift up our voices we will stand to our feet and we will lift up the name of our god for he has been good and he has been faithful and he has been gracious this morning if there is something in your mouth to tell the lord without anybody's help tell him tell him this god is too good tell him father you are faithful I will worship you forever. Love Lord you forever. God, who is merciful and kind, faithful and gracious, I will be up above his eyes, the thought fills his heart every morning. Oh, he loves me when I dream Was patient till I Running back into See how he turned my life
marriage problems will not stop us. The barrenness will not stop us. Here we are lifting our hands to you. We give a glory. You have been good. You have been good. You have been good. You have been good. We will shout your praise. We will declare your praise. We will declare that if not for the Lord on our side. Oh, if it had not been you on our side, our enemies would have swallowed us up. They would have published our our followers. They would have published and UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. If you like the caller tune you're about to listen to, press star 1 to copy now. Let your caller tune do the talking. Express yourself with your caller tune and win big with MTN. Simply dial star 1355 hash or download your favorite caller tune or copy or renew your already existing caller tune and stand the chance of winning up to 1,000 cities weekly, 4,000 cities monthly, and the grand prize of 15,000 Ghana cities and the MTN caller tunes promo. Send starts to 1355 or dial star 1355 hash to subscribe today. We're good together. We did for you everywhere you go when you don't have the enterprise advantage app you're not in control boss yes i could see i'm at where they sell the coats what size do you like ah. to the very last edition of the probe for the year 2020. What a year it's been. Tonight, we probe the head of Ghana's single largest institution established under the 1992 constitution with 216 offices dotted across this country with the mandate to promote and sustain democracy and inculcate in the Ghanaian citizenry the awareness of their rights and obligations through civic education. I'm referring to the National Commission for Civic Education as the NCCE. We shall probe their role so far in Ghana's current quest for peace as well as justice after election 2020. Does it go beyond calls for the peace uh, following the synchronized protests by NDC supporters after its flag bearer rejected the outcome of the polls? Madame Josephine Nkrumah, chairperson of the NCC, is on the probe tonight. We're live on the Joy News Channel, Joy 99.7 FM, and a dozen affiliates across Ghana. We're also on myjoyonline.com. You can also catch us on Joy Prime Channel as well as DSTV Channel 421. Go TV is 144. We're live on our various social media platforms as well. Don't forget, this is an audience-driven show. And tonight, the show will only thrive on your questions. So please do so via WhatsApp is 055-1111-997 or just leave them on our social media platforms. We'll pick them up. I am MFA Paul. Welcome to The Probe.
25 years of media excellence to our business community in Ghana and abroad. Yet don't want us. years of media excellence to our business community in Ghana and abroad, yet that one has here on The Probe. Uh, we are live on the Joy News channel, also on Joy 99.7 FM, affiliates across the country, DSTV channel 421, Go TV is 144. I am MFR Power, and tonight I'm hosting the chairperson of the NCCE, Madame Josephine Nkrumah, is our guest tonight. Thank you very much for joining us on tonight's edition of The Probe. Uh, Thank you, I hope we didn't cut short your festivities. <laughs> <laughs> but how has it been um, um, the entire festive season? Have you had time to relax? Not, not exactly. Mm-hmm. Probably after tonight, I'll get some <laughs> you, time to rest. Okay. Yes. So, so what have you been up to? I'm sure the NCC is on break also. Yes. Like, we've had like a little break. Mm-hmm. Had, we are also having a little break. It's been a long year. It's been tough, and um, we need to retreat and regroup, so to speak, get re-energized, and get ready for 2021. Mm-hmm. I think. 2021 is going to be an exciting year. It's still a lot of unknown. We step up how innovative we can be and how we can rise to the challenges that face us. Mm. And so, um, all in all, we are thankful mostly because um, despite the challenges we've had as a nation, as in the whole world, I think for us to be standing here in the last week of 2020, we must truly be thankful to God for of that. Course. How, how long is your break? Um, we will come back on the 11th of January. 11th of January. But even, okay. even, even though officially that is what it is, in between we usually have engagements like I'm having today. So okay. at the district level, at the regional level, our staff will be called upon to engage the citizenry. They'll be invited for functions and that sort of thing and so, so it's not a total shutdown no 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 it's not a total shutdown at all during the festive period no, well so i saw your last um, communique uh, yeah. for instance amongst others uh, you're talking about covid of course we'll talk about uh, the situation in the country so mm. far which we were heavy on in terms of uh, the tension and peace and all but you had been talking about covid also yes. uh, this show i always say was born out of uh, the covid 19 uh, pandemic and so you've raised concerns about the fact that schools may not be able to reopen in January, considering the rise in cases, is that well, the case? We, we didn't exactly say schools may not we may not be able to reopen. I think that is really the purview of the executive to come out and tell us what it is. But we hold the view that if cases continue to rise, like we're seeing, then there is that um, likelihood of schools remaining shut. Of course, whilst there are some of us who have the 
um, fortune and the privilege of enjoying school, you know, virtually. There are many of our children out there in the hinterlands who have totally no access to school, no access to education, and so they're falling behind. And I think, therefore, that it's the responsibility of everybody to ensure that we contain the spread and allow for the country to recover and give ourselves the chance and opportunity for children to access and exercise their rights to mm. education. Mm. And so um, responsibility of everybody is important. What we do um, in adhering to the protocols, and we've especially called on leadership at all levels to um, comply with these protocols in a manner that allows people to follow because they really are influencers, is of critical importance to the commission at this time. Mm. So we'd like to see um, leaders in politics, in religion, in the arts and culture, whatever sphere it is, let us be seen to be adhering to the protocols. It begins to drive down the message for people to also take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And it is the responsibility of every citizen to understand at this point that our collective efforts is what ensures that we rise over and above this and are able to conquer this thing. We, we saw, you know, there was real optimism when it was, it went all the way down the infections, but the cases are rising mm -hmm. again. I know people personally who've caught the virus, some for some households, it's a second time and it's, it is not pleasant mm. at all. So everybody must step up to the task. Has education not gone down? Education has gone down. Education has gone down. The complacency has set in. Complacency in one respect, and I think to a certain respect, fatigue as well. I mean, people are tired. Um, should I enter every shop and wash my hands? Should I sanitize? Should I be wearing the mask? Oh, I don't feel comfortable with it anymore. Um, the Venica bucket has all but, you know, vanished around and... Um, I think we need to then we need to sustain education and continue to raise awareness for people to understand that yes, we've come this far, but we could do even better. And when we see that we're beginning to slip backwards, then it's important for us to step up education and begin to sound the warning bells. And that is precisely one of the things that NCC is doing. And so, in 2021, it is. It, it will be partly like mainstreaming COVID-related matters into all um, our strategies and engagements and all our platforms so that people understand that until we have eradicated or brought it down to the barest minimum, mm. um, it's important for us to know that it's alive. And with what you hear about the disease, mutate, the virus mutating and being able to spread even faster, it's frightening for us it was it took a toll on the country economically when we had a lockdown but it was necessary to contain but can we slip into that again how i mean are we that i think we are fragile enough as it is our health systems we're trying our best but still even though there have been some interventions i think the key role is for everyone to step up to the task we were confronted with, oh, is it really there? Yeah. Uh, there's people who actually thought that COVID was not there. People who yes, said it was. was a rich man's illness. People who said it was from outside and all of that. But um, now you're not even hearing that because even the people that you expect who know and understand this are beginning to, you know, just it's a very laissez-faire yeah. attitude. And so we think that we need to spe step up conversation on this again. Even in the media, it's not as pronounced and dominant as it used to be earlier right. on in we're the we're year. Doing our best I know, but, but, I know, but, but other life must go on. Yeah, but it's interesting that um, during the campaigning, mm -hmm. uh, the peak of the campaigning activities and all, we've had others raise concerns about how... Um, the political parties were conducting affairs in terms mm. of campaigning, even yeah. though there were some bans in place. We didn't see people adhering to it. The NCC was not worried about that. We were worried. We actually, we actually released, if I'm not mistaken, two press statements to that effect, um, cautioning people and particularly addressing um, political actors. In fact, in one of the press, one of, one of it, um, it was a press conference with the Ghana Medical Association. Yeah. And because we're it caught up in the fever of elections, it, it kind of got drowned in all the conversation around um, 
the business of elections. Mm. And so we, we were worried that even, you know, the kind of um, attention that we thought should be um, 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 addressed to this, we, we, we didn't that get that kind of intent, attention. But nonetheless, on the ground, our staff continued to raise. And so COVID was um, riding on the back of elections at every engagement. So we'll talk about the all, all the um, um, engagements around the, the, the elections, but would also remind citizens at each and every point that COVID is still real. So our, our jingles and our adverts around them. You're still on the ground. You still have the cinema vans that we're giving by the Pentecost Church? The cinema, no, we don't, have, we don't have it. But the Church of Pentecost was kind enough to come back to us with some of their vans mm. during elections. Okay. And it was because of the, the conduct of elections plus the complexity of COVID in the, uh, during elections. And we're, we're still very grateful to the Church of Pentecost for the amazing um, show of goodwill towards the, the commission. So um, the vans are still around. There are very few vans mm-hmm. that we own as a commission. But Church of Pentecost, of course, came to complement us, and that went a long way. For now, we don't have those vans, but the, um, we have one brand new one okay. now, and that is still on the ground because we are still very much into our post-election um, engagements across the country. Okay. We'll get into uh, the number of questions uh, that have come in so far, yeah. but um, as we get into that, I'm sure most of them, election 2020 dominated, but I would first want to find out um, the official assessment, your own reading mm. and learning when it comes to post-election 2020, mm. from where you stand, from the NCCA, what it actually is it? So we've been doing this for some 28 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, since 1992, I think as a country, in terms of having free, fair and transparent elections, each year we've kind of enhanced and um, lifted our game um, to the point where within the sub-region, we're considered, you know, as the dominant country to go to when it comes to elections and the the go-to country to learn from. And so... 2020, in terms of the voting process, we, we, were, we came out even with a statement then to say the voting, voting process had been fair, it had been seamless, you didn't see a lot of incidents arising out of it, um, you had less crowds and typically we had a situation room and our situation room was picking up on information and incidents that were going on. You had people on the ground as well? Yes, we had 1,300 observers on the ground mm-hmm. and we acted, we co- um, collaborated with um, West African Network for Peace Building, WANEP, as well as the National Peace Council. Um, we had a we, we co-chaired with the National Peace Council on the National Elections Response Group. Okay. And um, our observers fed into our situation room and the situation room of WANEP and NPC as well. So on, on the whole, during elections, we're very active in terms of what was going on. We're picking the information in real time. We were also monitoring most of our media stations as mm. well because what we were doing then was where our staff couldn't be. If we heard something from the media, we would then ask a a member of staff in a particular district, go, I hear this, can you find out more? And then we're, you know, collaborating with other actors in in, in the space of elections. So when it comes to what happened between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m., it was, you know, it was, it was, I was proud to be Ghanaian. Mm. I was like, wow, we've done it again. We've done it better and we're going to move forward. I mean, I always say that every time we've had elections, we've learned our weaknesses, we've built on our strengths, and by the time we are moving into the next cycle of elections, you can only expect that it is enhanced. The conduct of elections is enhanced. You can only expect that you would have um, a more discerning citizenry, and I think we saw that. But um, after 5 p.m., when you had part, different parties, you know, de- telling us or announcing that we had de- this number of seats, we had this, then it was beginning to 
more or less kind of unravel and you're beginning to wonder what actually is going on. We need our political parties to hold themselves together, especially the two dominant ones, wait for the state institution that is properly assigned authority and the role to make some of these declarations, to make them and then allow for the citizenry, you know, to be relaxed. But it kind of, we kind of saw things unravel differently. And um, to that extent... Of course, it's elections. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a competitive um, playing field. And, of course, it's a game of numbers. So for, if for any party which thinks that the numbers don't add up to, for me, um, they would begin to be agitated about it. But you think I, they went ahead of themselves? The, the two political parties. I think they, they did. And um, it's not the first time that we've seen this happen. And I think um, going forward, we need to engage our political parties more in terms of being more circumspect in um, some of these endeavors because the, the fallout may not be very pleasant for all of us. And so, you know, if we want state institutions to work as well, we need to give them the space to carry out their role because we have reposed that confidence in them. We've allowed them to carry on the conduct of elections, not just the Electoral Commission, the EC, other parties to the conduct of elections, the um, security agencies, they've all played out their role. Let, us, let them finish mm-hmm. that role and then um, let them declare the results. But when you, you, you come out and then um, either party is saying something and both are contrary to the other, then you begin to send signals of agitation. And I think to that extent, the political parties need to take a second look at what they do. And it's for um, all, pa- all state actors to begin to engage the political parties and, in, I don't, the, um, and be more forceful in our code of conduct for political parties in elections and saying that you are more or less banned from saying anything until mm. the EC has come out to announce. And when it has done so, whatever you have, you can then come to the public and express your concerns or otherwise. Okay, so, so these political parties, at least, uh, we've heard from the opposition, uh, prior to the elections, they had raised some red flags, concerns mm. about the referee in this whole, uh, mm. you know, mm. the game, or should I say the election. Mm. They had raised concerns about it. It appears that nobody was listening to them Mm. according to them and do you think that as the referee in this which is the electoral commission you've Mm. talked about the fact that we have to repose our confidence in them their conduct in the lead up to it and after Mm. do you think it matches up to the confidence that we repose in them well i think um sometimes we hear a side of a story and you may not necessarily hear the other side and so i'd like to reserve my comments at this point but only to say that the system or the 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 framework of governance involves the cooperation and collaboration of all parties and i don't mean political parties Mm -hmm. but i mean everybody that has a role to play must be seen to be cooperating with each other because we must understand that the system of governance when we talk about peace peace is not just um, an end. It is the means to an end. So in, at every point and at every step, we must conduct ourselves bearing in mind what are the consequences of my actions. Whether I'm a state institution, whether I'm a political party, whether I'm a CSO, whether I'm a, another independence governance institution. But what does my conduct connote? Mm. Does it nurture Um, peace or does it lead to people being disgruntled and I think that should guide us and as much as possible we should look beyond um, just one one institution and look at the bigger picture and I think the bigger picture is Ghana Mm. what is it that inures to the benefit of all Ghanaians and democracy itself is competitive and um, competition naturally leads to some form of conflict it's 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 a matter of course Mm -hmm. but how you conduct yourselves in the conflict is what we should be concerned about Mm -hmm. so i'm not so concerned about um people raising red flags but it is to maybe how you raise the red flag and how that red flag how people responded or reacted 
to the red flag. Mm. These are the things that we should be concerned about because whether we like it or not, whatever one person does is not going to be acceptable to universally. So we must always bear that in mind that conflicts will arise. Mm -hmm. It is natural. Mm. I mean... (laughs) And it has arisen, at least. We're seeing that happening. Mm -hmm. But what do you say about the conduct of all sides mm-hmm. within this conflict? Because you've talked about how you handle the conflict when it arises. Yes. So, so far, the conduct of all sides mm-hmm. in this conflict, mm-hmm. what's your own take on it? Mm. What's my take on it? I think my take, of course, will be, I, we said in our communique, we wanted to see all state institutions acting dispassionately, acting objectively, and um, continuing to allow the confidence of the citizenry to be reposed in them. Then again, we also must bear in mind that you cannot begrudge somebody for um, rejecting a certain position. Mm -hmm. You can't begrudge. In fact, the Constitution gives us that right. It's part of democracy, and that is how democracy thrives. But I think that in all of this, what we're all looking for is what is it that continues to hold our polit- our stability and unity in this country. Because if you read the preamble of our constitution, that is the collective affirmation of us as Ghanaians, as a corporate body. We said that we want the preservation and protection of our fundamental human rights and freedoms, as well as our unity and stability. Mm-hmm. That is the the, the fundamental, the foundation of our democratic journey. And so all we ask as a commission is that whatever we do, we should be mindful of that corporate affirmation we have taken, that commitment we have made to our choice of democracy and understand, does it inure to the benefit of Ghanaians in terms of stability and unity? Mm. And by all means, if it does, Nobody can begrudge anyone. But what it, what it is that heightens tension, that causes um, 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 peop- that, that, that peace and stability to be threatened is what we, caution, we would caution against. Because um, for NCC, our, our, our role is to sustain democracy through the awareness of rights and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So whatever the constitution, within the framework of the constitution, allows people to express themselves and expressing yourself either um, to accept or reject something as part of your constitutional right. But in so doing, we must ensure that peace and democracy go hand in hand. The moment there is a lack of it, the other part is threatened. So when there is no peace, democracy is threatened. Most likely when there's no democracy, there may not be peace. And so to that extent, we, 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 we hold peace dear to the building blocks of our democracy. And that is why the commission is laying emphasis on the word peace. So if you look at our messaging and our um, engagement, the key message was peace. Mm. The key message was peace because, don't forget, between 2018 and 2019, we had seen the topical issue of vigilantism and the drivers of vigilantism. And NCC, after um, um, consultations with quite a number of stakeholders, came. we, we, we had a whole bouquet of the drivers of vigilantism. And so we had seen some of the signs already that, you know, if all is, if anything is triggered, it can spiral into something very unpleasant for us as a nation. And so we wanted everybody to understand that let us do all it takes so that the fundamental, the bedrock of peace remains in our country. Mm. Yes, so that, that, that for us was key to our role in ensuring that democracy thrives. Okay, so um, of course uh, there are calls also that what is peace without justice? You can't 
attain peace without offering justice as well. One mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. is peeved, they've rejected the yeah. results, but we've had Peace Council, NCCE, all these institutions, all you're calling for is peace yeah. without asking for justice mm-hmm. or justice to be served to yeah. all sides mm-hmm. as well. But that's one thing that we'll be looking at. But let me not create a conflict with our audience by bringing in their questions at this point. Uh, many of them they've sent in so far is via WhatsApp. You can send them all so you can leave it on Facebook or pick them up. But let's get into the first batch of them. This one is from Winston. He says, don't you think you have failed as part of your civic responsibility in terms of sensitizing and educating the citizenry concerning, uh, considering the violence and tension following the election 2020. That's one question in via WhatsApp. We'll take uh, the next one also. This is from Armstrong. He says, what has the NCC done so far to sensitize the people in the wake of the rising tension? We'll stay on WhatsApp. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.